Hey, I want to welcome you, Rock Church. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor of our Point Loma campus, right where I'm standing. But I also want to welcome our online campus and our microsites. Let's put our hands together. Welcome our church. Come on. Let's be one big old family. Amen. You came in a great day. We are in our series entitled More. Everybody say more. more. Not less, but Lord, we want more. That's what we want from our Lord today. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Any time I get to come and, uh, and take the platform, uh, it's a, a huge honor. And I appreciate the love that our, our senior pastor, my pastor, Miles McPherson, shows to give me this opportunity and others the opportunity. He is away being invested into, poured into, learning. And I love that we have a senior pastor who's been in ministry for decades, who is just a giant in the kingdom. An incredible worldwide evangelist, but still he's a learner for life. I love that about his heart for the Lord. Um, we are in the second week of our series entitled More. Last week we found out that we are created for more. I wanted to be here. I got sick. And so Pastor Greg, my brother from another mother, filled in for me. So shout out to our East County campus. Was this word good? Let's give Pastor Greg a round of applause. Give God praise for Pastor Greg. He had that full denim outfit. I was like, okay, watch out somebody, watch out. Got my button up today. We're in week two, and today we're going to talk about being called to more. Now, that first week created for more, today called for more, and I would love to invite you to come back with us next week for week three and the uh, final um, message in our series. We're going to do a four by seven, and if you've never been to one of our four by seven messages, we get four pastors, they get seven minutes each, back to back to back, it's like bam, 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 it is an incredible message. We've done a few of them, and so tell your friends about it. I promise you, you will be blessed and encouraged. If you don't like the first speaker, there's three more. Come on, somebody. It'll be good. Uh, our more series isn't just about possessions to have, it's about a lifestyle that God has called us to live. And we have an anchor verse that's in your notes and I want to read it for us, but I'd like to ask you all to stand it with me to read God's word together. We'll put that up on the screen. It's in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 and 21. This is what it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, there's our word, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church. Where? In the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. The type of more that we're talking about today is the type of more that brings glory to God's church through Jesus Christ. And I'll say it real simple. If it doesn't bring God glory, it ain't the more we're looking for. Turn to your neighbor right now. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, if it doesn't bring God glory, then it ain't the more we're looking for. Turn to your other neighbor because that was kind of scattery. I don't know how else I'd describe that. I was like, blah, blah, blah. There's some more-ish. I don't know. Turn to your other neighbor and tell them, if it doesn't bring God glory, then it ain't the more we're looking for. God, we thank you today that you are a God of more. We praise you. We thank you that you can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. To you be the glory in your church through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Let's give him praise and grab a seat. Come on, give him praise and grab a seat. The message is called to more. Called to more. Uh, this, this past week, I was getting my health back, so I went to the gym and I found myself on the treadmill, which isn't often, so I knew it was a divine appointment. <laughs> I had my headset in and I got a phone call and I didn't recognize the number. 
And, and how many of us, when you get a number you don't recognize, you, you think, wait, who is this? And then you go, should I answer it? How many of you answer calls you don't know? You just like to mess with people, right? You're just like, who this? I don't know you. Who is this? Who is this? How many of you, you, you just, you don't even, if you don't know them, you don't answer it. Now, okay, it's like 50-50, right? And so here's what I, I realized. There's really about three different types of calls that we get. Here's the first type that you get right here. These are the calls you don't recognize. <laughs> this is literally a screenshot of me while I was on the treadmill. I go, I'm going to share this. Check this out. Thank you, iPhone. Wow. Caller ID? I had no idea who it was. They just let me know. Don't answer it. Telemarketer. Hey, if that's your job, just you keep going, boo-boo. You keep doing it, man. <laughs> Don't be discouraged in church today. <laughs> You're like, that's my job. I was calling you. There's calls you don't know. The second one, they're calls that you answer. Here, here's, here's that one. That's wifey. That's, yeah, man. She calls, I answer. When I drive home, when I drive my, my daughter home and she's in the back seat and I go, hey, Siri, call wifey. She goes, daddy, who's wifey? I'm like, girl, don't you worry about it. That's mama. That's mama. That's her thing. That's, my, that's our thing. And there's calls you don't recognize, calls you answer. Then there's calls you shouldn't answer. How about this one right here? Huh? Anybody got that, that contact in your phone? Look at all you sinful people. Look at you, man. Just look at that's, that's a real story right there, man. I don't know who that dude was. I was like, that did not go well. Do not answer. I took the name away and that's who it is. Do not answer. <laughs> I wonder sometimes if when the call comes and you go, nope, ignore. If the person that's calling you is in the room watching you. You ever think about that? Like you're at the restaurant, you're like, Psh, no, Psh, ignore. Is he behind me? Does he see me? Hit ignore. Nobody, that's just me? I don't know. I don't know. Here, here's what I've come to realize, and this is kind of the, the big idea for our message today. In life, you will get calls from everyone and from everywhere. But the call that you decide to answer makes all the difference. You will get calls from everyone, about everything, from everywhere, about what you should do or shouldn't do or should be or should feel or should say. But the call that you decide to answer makes all the difference. And here's the good news. You came to church this morning. You came to church today. The word for church in the New Testament is ecclesia, and that literally means called out ones. And so I believe I have come here today to tell you that God has placed a call on your life. And whether or not you decide to answer that call will make all the difference in your future. And so the, the question we're asking today is, will you answer his call on your life? And it's a call to more. It's a more lifestyle, more faith, more praise, more service, more generosity, more power, more holiness, more purpose, more Jesus, everybody. It's a more lifestyle. You are called to more. And to help us answer the call, I want us to look at the book of Daniel. If you have your Bibles with you, would you turn to the book of Daniel? It's kind of towards the middle. It's in the Old Testament. It is um, the last of the major prophets. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. Daniel is the last of the major prophets. And they're called major and minor, not because one was a badder dude than the other, but because the book is a little bit bigger than the others. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 3. And I, I, the, I love the summary of the book of Daniel because it really, you can put it in a statement. It's a book about living a steadfast life in a compromising world. That's the story of Daniel. It's the book about living a steadfast life in a compromising world. And it takes place in Babylon. And Babylon was an actual location, but it's also a mindset. 
Babylon was a location, but it's also a, a mindset because Babylon had more of everything material, but less of everything meaningful. It had everything more and better, more gold, more silver, more bronze, more people, more medicine, the best science of the day, more education, but it was a counterfeit more because none of what Babylon had to offer brought God glory. And if it doesn't bring God glory, it ain't the more we're looking for. Chapter 3, we read a famous story about three real cool cats. You've heard the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or Shadrach and Abby, however you want to call them. They're hard names, so I get it. I want to pick up in Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. These were faithful guys who answered the call of God to live a a more lifestyle. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. This is what it says. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. That's about 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials. Basically all the people. All the people, people. Who know people, people. Those are the people. He got them all. He called them all. And keep going, it says, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and peoples of all language, this is what you are commanded to do. Isn't it funny how culture sometimes make you feel like you have to do things? Uh, you just, you're commanded to, to do this. You're commanded to, 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 to cheat. You're commanded to, to compromise. You are commanded just to accept things that you feel like you shouldn't have to accept. You're commanded to do things that maybe make you feel uncomfortable. And so the, the, the herald gets up and says, nations, peoples of every language, this is what you're commanded to do. Verse 5, as soon as you hear the sound, everybody say sound. The sound. As soon as you hear the sound. When you call cattle to come eat, you make a sound. You make a sound to call someone to a place. When you want to bring children in from recess, you make a sound of a whistle, a bell, to call them where you want to go. This was the sound of the call to false worship. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, (laughs) what, what, what did you play in the band, the zither? (laughs) <laughs> you didn't play the drums? No, they ran out of drums. I played the zither. That's terrible. Man, put me in the back. I don't want them to see me. The zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Everybody bows down to something. Everybody in this room bows down to someone or something. What are you bowing down to this morning? What did you bow down to last night? What are you bowing down to in your heart? Is it a relationship? Has your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fiance? fiance or your husband or spouse become a false idol, an image that you are bowing down to. It has become the source of all your more. 
If you want more joy, I got to get it from my spouse. If you want more peace, I got to get it from my job. What are you bowing down to? Is it your money? That's where I get my, my, all my more from. I get my peace from my money. The sound of money, I come running. Everybody bows down to something. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't do that. Verse 12 to 15 says, but there are some Jews out there. These are, these are uh, um, Nebuchadnezzar's people. There are some Jews out there, they said, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of Babylonian affairs, who have defied you, refusing to serve your gods or to worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a terrible rage, ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in before him. Is it true? I like how he says that, almost leaning back in his chair. Is it true? Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he demanded that you are refusing to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I set up. Check this out in verse 15. I'll give you one more chance. It's like the girlfriend that broke up with the boyfriend, and it's been a week, and he goes, you know what, I'm going to call her back. Hey, girl, I know you said no, but I'm going to give you one more chance. It's like, brother, I dumped you last week. It's still no. It's still no. And Nebuchadnezzar goes, I'll give you one more chance when the music plays. If you fall down and worship the statue, all will be well. But if you refuse, check this out, you have a choice. You have a choice by the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus to say, I refuse to bow down to anything that is not my Jesus. I have that authority by the blood of Jesus to do that. But if you refuse, you will be thrown into a flaming furnace within the hour. And what God can deliver you out of my hands then? I'm going to back up a bit. Here's the thing about being called. When someone calls you on the phone, just being called, you can assume there is a caller. Someone wants to speak with you and give you a message. Imagine in this moment when, when Shad, Rack, and Abby were sitting there thinking, man, what do we do? What do you want to do? Let's have a little meeting. Huddle up. He said we get one more shot. He told us what will happen. And here's the thing. I believe that God spoke, that he called them. I believe in that moment he said, I have called you to be faithful. I have not called you to bow down to any graven image. But in that same moment, I wonder if the enemy spoke and said, guys, it won't be that bad. Just bow down real quick. And you can go back to doing your thing. Just, just, just do it real quick. They won't even see you. And you go back. God's not going to be mad at you. He's been doing that since the garden, everybody. He's been taking God's word and God's truth and God's voice and switching it and manipulating it. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's been doing it since the garden. I want you to hear this. Whatever voice you come into agreement with is the one that has the power. Whatever voice that you agree with is the one that will have the power in your life. They chose to answer God's call. They were called to more, to be faithful, to be more, to do more. If you're taking notes, this is point number one I want you to write down. Answering God's call takes courage. Answering God's call takes courage. The next verse is verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not worried about what will happen to us. I'd like to submit to you that maybe they were a bit fearful. Not worried about what will happen, but certainly fearful. But that's not what courage is. Courage is not absence of fear. Courage says, what's in front of me, it, it, it scares me, but I won't buy down to my fear. You hear that? That's what courage says. That's not absence of fear. That doesn't make you bold and courageous. Courage says, what's in front of me scares the heck out of me. 
but I'm not going to let it control me and I won't bow down to my fear. Several years ago when I was just coming up as a, as a young person in ministry, I, I signed up to go with our, our prison ministry in Donovan State Prison. And I was just a visitor, I wasn't hanging out there long. And the, the, the pastor leading it, he was a big dude. I was like, I'm, I'm with you, wherever you go, I go. <laughs> like, where you go, I'll go, where you stay. I followed him, he was big, and they respected him. And we got in the chapel with all the inmates. And about halfway through the service, it was a little church service we put on for him. I was there just to observe, to learn, to, to be encouraged, and maybe say what's up to a couple people. And halfway through the service, he goes, hey, I'm going to call you up to say something. I'm like, you better not. You better ask somebody. And Jesus didn't tell me that. I don't know what he told you, but my Jesus said no. <laughs> Man. He's like, I'm going to call you up. And the guy that went before me was so good. He was so funny. He was so funny and he was killing him. And he was just, he was just like, bah, 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 like this. And I'm like, oh, I can't go up ever this guy. It's going to be terrible. The first thing that came to my mind was you just, just tell him something funny. Say a joke or something. Think of something funny. I'm like, Lord, give me a joke. Give me a joke. Give me say something funny, Lord. Let me be funny, Lord. And I remember seeing their, their, their uniforms, the outfits. They were wearing, everybody was wearing all denim blue with yellow. And it was football season. And I thought, Chargers, I'll get up there. So I got up in front of them. It was my turn. I'm like, hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, if I'd known it was Chargers Day, I would have worn my jersey. That's what they did. It was horrible. It was offensive. It was borderline disrespectful. <laughs> I, don't, I think I passed out because I don't remember anything after that. I, just, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was miserable, but I was scared to death. But I said yes in that moment. And here's what I learned from the story. that courage takes practice. <laughs> Courage takes practice, but if I say yes today, I know I can say yes to more tomorrow. If I say yes right now, God has something for me tomorrow and the next day, and it's more because he's called me to more. Answering God's call to be more and do more takes courage. Here's number two. Answering God's call requires faith. Man, does it. Answering God's call requires faith. Faith that God will deliver you. Faith that God is at work in your situation. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, I want you to read with me. This is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If we are thrown into the flaming furnace, our God is able. Won't he do it? Our God is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us out of your hand, your majesty. But if he doesn't, Please understand, sir. I like how they're just kind of sweet too. Like, ain't going to happen, your majesty, sir. That even then, we will never under any circumstance serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have erected. Here's what Hebrews 11. Yeah, we can give God praise right there in that moment. Give him praise. Come on. Someone's back there preaching for me. I like that. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, evidence of things not yet seen. That's Hebrews 11, verse 1. Uh, my, my daughter is almost four, and she's planning her fourth birthday. That's what she told us. <laughs> and she went to Party City with her grandmother and came back with a bunch of goodies. I was like, where did you get this? Because I didn't buy that. And she came back with hats and little 
you know, the kazoo, kazoo, I don't know what they're called. That was a real bad, I don't know. Whatever those, those do. Came back with hats and, and candles. And she said, Dad, let's make cupcakes. I'm like, it's, no, it's not your birthday yet. And she said, I want to <clears throat> sing to my dolls. And I'm like, well, I do like cupcakes. So <laughs> we all sat down. We made some cupcakes and we put the hats on. And it was just kind of a cool moment just celebrating my daughter's creativity. And, and she was like, Dad, my birthday, we're going to have Chick-fil-A. I'm like, come on, somebody. Let's get that. Yeah. And we just found out they came out with new mac and cheese. I was like, yes, Lord. Come on. Yes, Lord. And so she's planning her birthday and we just sat there and, and sang to these dolls. And, and it, was, it, was, it was jokingly funny and sweet and precious. And then my wife and I were talking and we kind of got caught up in, in, in a real uh, tender moment, reflecting back on the time when we didn't have kids. Celebrating the joy of our kids today, but remembering when we didn't have kids. And the faith journey that it took praying through not getting pregnant. Maybe, that's, maybe that, that's your journey, just, just wanting to have kids. We can't get pregnant. Has God called me to be a father? Has God called you to be a mother? And maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe it's been months. For us, it was months turned into seven months, eight months, excitement, disappointment. A year, excitement, disappointment. A year and a half is what it took us. And maybe that's not anything compared to what it was for you or what you're going through. But for us in that moment, it was so difficult. To be up and then down and to have faith because we didn't see our more, but we were confident in what God had called us to be. Answering God's call to be more, to do more, it requires faith. And the story kept going with Nebuchadnezzar. He began to be furious at their faith and their belief for what they did not yet see, what was possible from God. Furious at their courage. I get so angry, he orders the strongest soldiers to, to tie up these three fellows. And he orders the, the furnace to be, be heated seven times as hot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times as hot as normal. Then he says, I want you to throw them in there. It was so hot as the soldiers threw in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The soldiers themselves got burnt up and died. And it picks up in verse 24 to 27 because something happened. Then King Nebuchadnezzar he leaped to his feet in amazement and he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see more. I see four walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like, who's it look like? Looks like Jesus, everybody. It looks like Jesus. Jesus came down and said, I'm right there with you. I'm right beside you, fellas. You've been faithful. Verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Did he just become a believer? What just happened right there? <laughs> like Servants of, I just got a new religion. It's like something just shifted. Come out, come here. So Shadrach... Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the royal advisors crowded around them, all the important people. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. Here's point number three. Answering God's call produces more. Answering God's call produces more. Will you answer God's call on your life today? Because it will produce more in you and through you and for his glory. In verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent 
his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces. Okay, so he needed to go to life class still. He, <laughs> he was like, I'm, a, I'm kind of a believer, but I'm still being sanctified. I'm still getting there. <laughs> cut in pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. What just happened? Nebuchadnezzar praises God. He begins to evangelize to the nations and all those that spoke any language. No one say anything against this God, the most high God who saves like no one else can. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get promoted. I mean, just more and more and more and more. Why? Because they answered God's call to be more and to do more for his glory. I want to end with this story. I'm going to call out the worship team and the keys. I brought these uh, construction boots with me because at one point in my life, many, many years ago, I worked in construction. I'm only 35. I'm still young. But in my 20s, I did anything and everything to stay in ministry. And I worked this job, I was a waterproofer. I don't know if anybody knows, knows what that is, but a waterproofer, they worked with a lot of hot tar and would lay down tar under foundations and walls, anywhere to tightly seal water displacement. I wasn't very good at this job. I was going to school at Azusa Pacific University, studying in seminary. I was... Uh, doing ministry here at the Rock Church, as many hours as I could do. And I worked, tried to make as much money as I could to save up to buy a ring for my future wife. I was terrible at this job, though. And I remember the first week with these boots, standing down and learning. We put tar, then you put a mesh, then you put tar. And I forgot to move. And so I was stuck. <laughs> and I had to untie my shoes and be carried out of the tar. There's a guy named Angel. He didn't like me especially. <laughs> Why has he got to be called angel? And he called me baby and he called me slow as I was trying to learn these things. And I never knew what was the big deal against me. But maybe because I didn't, my Spanish wasn't, wasn't real good. And, and uh, could have been maybe because I had my Bible sometimes at work. And I would try to encourage the other guys that worked there. But for whatever reason, he just, he didn't like me. And he would call me names. And I remember these shoes represented those names that I was called, baby or, or slow. And then one afternoon we were working on a job together. I was paired up with Angel. And on the drive back in his truck, it was quiet. And finally he opened up and said, Travis, uh, I don't know who else to, to tell this to, but um, my wife just found out that I've been cheating on her. And last night she tried to kill herself. In that moment, I realized that while he had called me baby or slow, in that moment, I was called to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And I got a chance to encourage him and pray for him. Got a chance to pray a blessing over him, text him a, a verse later that night. And I, I remember thinking, what, what in the world? Like, I would have never imagined 
in my wildest dreams that I would get a chance to pray with Angel or to bless Angel or to speak life over him. And I remember thinking, God, what, what was that all about? And then I think back to it now and I remember our verse, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Can we give God praise, family? Can we give God praise for that? And so here's what we know today. You and I will get calls from everyone and from everywhere to be something, to do something. But whatever call you decide to answer will make all the difference. And today there's two calls. A call to be more like Christ and to do more for his glory. And so I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray two prayers. And then we're going to end our time with worship, with the worship team. They can come out. The first prayer is an invitation for anybody that doesn't know Jesus. And you just know that you know that you know that today is a day that you say, Jesus, you have called me to be your son, to be your daughter, to be a follower of you. That's the first prayer. And the second prayer is going to be an ask, an invitation to more. How many have this card? Would you take this card out, your bulletin? Everybody should have got one of these in your bulletin today. Would you take this out? I just want you to see it. I just want you to hold it. Because the second call is a call to do more in God's church for his glory. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we think or imagine. Who's at work in us through his power for his church through Christ Jesus. So the second invitation is to do more for his glory. And I'm going to ask you as we pray in a second, if this is your decision today, you don't got to fill it out now. In fact, we want to send you out to our team after we worship to go see them, to speak with them, to, to have a conversation about what God's calling you to do. There's opportunities to be a part of our Sunday team. And man, we, we, we want to we raise up a mighty team, 200 from this service alone. There's about 2,500 in here right now. Online church, come on. Microsites, come on, you can do more. We want to invite you to be a part of that. And so when I pray, I'm going to ask you just to hold it up if that's your decision. It's real easy. And then we're going to worship Jesus together. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray. Lord, our first prayer is a prayer to receive you as our Lord and Savior. And so as everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if your decision today is to say, Lord, you have clearly called me for such a time as this, to follow you, to be a disciple of Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. If that's your decision today, you just know it, you just know it, you just know it. I want you to pray this in the quiet of your heart. Say, dear God, I love you. Jesus, I believe in you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I thank you that you took my place. Come into my life. Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. Make me brand new. Thank you. As everybody's heads are bowed and everybody's eyes are closed, 
I'm not going to ask you to come forward today. I just want to see your hands. If that's your prayer, would you stick your hands up right now? Hands going up. Come on. Hands going up. Let me know if that's your prayer. Good, good, good. Nice and high so I can pray for you. Hands going up all across the room. Would you keep them up? Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Good, 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 good. Good, good. Jesus, thank you for those hands. Lord God, thank you. You knew today that was their day, that they would choose to respond to your call in their life. We bless them now. Here's the second prayer. Heads bowed, eyes closed. It's an invitation to, through God's power, who is at work in your life, to do more in this church for his glory. That today you just know, man, I've, I've been waiting on the Lord, but God has been saying, I've been waiting on you to respond, to stand, to just, just to go. And maybe serving in his church isn't your ultimate calling, but it's more than what you're doing today, and it's a step in the right direction, and it absolutely brings God glory. And if you just know today, I want to do more for his church. I want to join the team. I want to be a part of the mission of Jesus here at Rock Church. If that's your prayer, your answer to that is yes. We just hold up your card. Hold it in the air. I want to see it. Hold it up in the air. Hold it up all across the room. Good, good, good. Hold it up. Good. All across the room. Awesome. Good. Third row. Awesome. Good, good, good. Hold it up. Jesus, we say thank you for those cards. Thank you for every single person that's saying, yes, Lord, today I choose you. I choose to serve your church. I know who you are, Lord. You've saved me. You've graced me. You've given me your mercy. And now I give you all that I have and my more to serve in your church, to advance your gospel in any way that I can. Lord, we bless them now. So, Lord, now we worship you. We respond in praise and glory and honor. We lift our voices to you. We lift our praise to you. We lift all that we have and more to glorify you. We pray that in Jesus' name, everybody said.